0: Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. I'm so grateful that you're listening in, whether you're watching uh, by internet or listening by podcast, amen. We're just so grateful to connect with you. Now, we've been working through uh, a series called Our Walk in Him, praise God. And the uh, original or the opening reference is out of Colossians chapter 2, please. Let's go there, Colossians 2. And uh, we'll read us a few verses and then kind of come back up here and touch on it just briefly. Verse 6 of chapter 2, and it just says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. In other words, you're already born again, you've received Christ. And it says, so walk in Him, all right? Being rooted or planted, bearing a root system, becoming stable here. Rooted and then built up, which is uh, to be kind of like talking about something being built... uh, um, Layer upon layer, brick upon brick, kind of thing. It's talking. Actually, the word is where we get our word "edifice." Okay, so a building, a structure, something being built. So, so a root system uh, becoming stable at the same time, building up. Okay, in Him it says, in Him. Okay, and established in the faith. Okay, in other words, fixed. Uh, locked on, sure in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it. In other words, excelling in it, uh, exceeding in it. Praise God in it with thanksgiving. Praise God. Obviously, a good, a good principle there. Verse eight. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Uh, which is obviously uh, can happen. All right. And this is some of the stuff that'll mess you up. Okay. For in Him, here we go, in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. In other words, the Trinity. That's the Bible's word for Trinity, all right? And you are complete, okay, mature, uh, full, complete, whole in Him who is the head of all principality and power. So obviously we're talking about being walking in Him, verse 6, so walk in in Him, okay? Being in Him is referring to, in a sense, being positioned in, okay? And then there's place, time, state, being positioned in Him, referring to be uh, in His strength, in His ability, in His power, in His influence, in, uh, we could say, in His life even, okay? The person of who He is, we're being uh, positioned in Him, okay? So we're to walk in Him. So what does that mean? Well, it means to tread around or to walk about, to be occupied, uh, to be occupied with or to live and conduct life as as one in Christ here okay so live and conduct life or to follow as a companion now these are all just some of the definitions of this word walk amen so we're talking about walking in him amen so it says we're to be rooted we're to be built up we're to be established okay and so what we've done over the last uh, couple services is we begin to talk about some different ways that the scripture brings out about how we're to walk one of those of course was to walk by faith and not by sight amen so we're to walk by faith with our confidence and trust in god amen if this is going to work we're going to have to walk by faith we can't be moved by everything in the natural realm we talked about walking in the Spirit and what it means to walk in the Spirit. Amen. In other words, li- living according to that Spirit. And that's referring to really the breath of God breathing into you from day to day. Amen. And just speaking into you every day. We talked about that. We also talked about live, or pardon me, walking in newness of life. And what that means, that's talking about really about something of renewal, some vibrancy, some youthfulness. Amen. Words like... Uh, um, oh, fervency and passion kind of fit into this. Amen. So we're to walk with some passion, with some fervency in God, walk in newness of life. And if we're walking in Him, you're going to be a lot more passionate. You're going to stay a lot more fervent for God. Amen. The last one we talked about was walking in the light as He is in the light. Amen. Your children of the light, not children of uh, the night, not children of the dark, amen. We're called to be children of the day or children of the night. In other words, we are to walk in Him as He is in the light, praise God. Walk in the light as He is in the light, praise God. And so anyway, today we're going to kind of go back to Ephesians 5, and uh, kind of, I think, ended with Ephesians 5 last week, and we're going to just kind of pick up a little bit um, there's a re- uh, I'm going to read a little bit here. We're going to talk about walk, uh, to walk circumspectly, okay, uh, and what that means. So we're going to start in verse, uh, let's go to verse 14. So Ephesians 5, verse 14 uh, says, Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Okay, so of course last week we talked about walking in the light. He says, Awake, you who sleep. In other words, rise up. Okay, now this is all going to fit into this, so I want you to grab hold of this. Arise up, you who sleep. And that really just means a a carnal lack of interest or a lack of of concern toward things, a lack of spiritual, uh, spiritual, we could say actually a lack of concern for spiritual things. It's kind of what this word. So a little bit of complacency and uh, casualness is what it's talking about here. And then he says, Arise, in other words, stand up arise from the dead. Now, that word dead, okay, it means the actual spiritual condition of an unsaved man. Now, obviously, he's talking to the church, but you need to keep in mind here, he's talking about come out of some complacency, come out of that casualness, okay, come out of this lack of concern for spiritual things, uh, you know, come out of this, um, you know, in a sense, this lack of interest uh, for, for things above, you know what I mean? So he's talking about don't just... You know, put your life on autopilot, so to speak, and live without some, some awareness of what's going on, okay, is what he's talking about. He says, and Christ then will give you light. So if you will awake and arise up, praise God, it says, then Christ will give you uh, the light or give you light, I should say. And what again, what that means is radiant energy that makes sight possible. Now, I had to read that verse to get to the next one, right? He says, see then, okay, that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise see then in other words in other sense you're rising up now you're putting aside all the complacency the that kind of that lack of interest you're kind of putting aside all that that's kind of keeping you in this humdrum kind of mode okay you're not moving forward you're not gaining ground he says then see then if you'll do if you'll rise up and wake up you'll see then and then walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. In other words, there's there's pressure out there, okay? Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now what I'm going to do here, take a little time today, probably do a little bit more of definitions, kind of define some things a little bit here, kind of bring... uh, I got a couple of them I want to bring out today, uh, but the first one, of course, is talking about walking circumspectly, okay, and what does that mean, okay? Well, the word uh, itself, uh, circumspectly, means heedfully or watchfully. It refers to a, so with some awareness of action. It uses a word like diligently, but in the sense of giving due attention to something. In other words, you're diligently giving due attention to something. You're keeping an eye on something. You're aware of something, okay? So walk Circumspectly. In other words, your walk should be, you know, you should be walking, conducting life with some awareness of what's going on. Amen, is what he's talking about here. Okay, see then that you walk circumspectly. And then he says, not as fools, but as wise. Now, keep in mind, um, the best way to define this, we see, like, for instance, in Matthew 7, there's a reference in there is talking about the difference between being a fool and being the wise, okay? And the, really, the difference is. A fool hears and does nothing, whereas the wise hear and follow. They do it, praise God. And that's really going to come up here in this, because that's what he's talking about. If you've if you got some awareness, if you're walking, walking circumspectly, if you're walking in this, in this way of a, an awareness, okay, you're not going to be foolish, okay? You're not going to, you know, just hear things and then just blow it off. You know, uh, you know be casual about what's being said. Instead, you're going to hear it, and you're going to follow it, because it's a key, okay? You're going to walk with some with uh, taking heed to yourself, okay? Heedfulness, all right? Walking with some watchfulness, okay? I mean, even giving some due attention, amen, to what's being said, what's going on, what God's trying to do here, how God's trying to lead you here, okay? This is what it's talking about, all right? So... Again, verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And this says redeeming the time, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Okay, what does that mean? Well, redeeming the time, it talks about to buy up or to ransom in the sense of making the most of your time here. It means to rescue from loss, this word redeem, I was talking about rescue from loss, but in the sense of improving opportunity. So when you look this word up, that's what it's talking about, to buy up or ransom something in in order to make the most of that moment, okay? To rescue from loss in, in order to improve the opportunity that's before you. That's what it's talking about. So redeeming the time. And this word time is kairos, okay, is the word, okay? One of those words that just kind of a, you know, your kairos moment, that, that great opportunity, that moment in time, that sliver of time that, uh, that something great is going on or something great is about to happen in your life. A kairos moment, redeeming your kairos moment, okay? Again, the word kairos means an occasion or an opportunity that has been set Before you, it talks about something of proper time or set time. It also refers to convenient or short or due season. So, a convenient season, a short season, due season. These are all words that fit into this word time, this word kairos, okay? So, he's talking about redeeming, you know, to ransom from loss this kairos moment that's before you. He's talking about not wasting your time. In fact, some of your other translations, like the Amplified in this verse, says "making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil." The Passion translation says it this way: "Take full advantage of of uh, uh, yeah, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes." I like that. Let's say it again. This is the Passion. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Now, Hang on to this. The message translation now says, so watch your step. Okay, remember taking heed here, being watchful. Watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants, amen. So this is, this is a, I think, a great uh, talking about here, making sure you understand what the master w- So this is really what he's talking about, okay? That's why you awake. That's why you arise. That's why uh, you, you press into God and, you know, and, and walk in the light. Why? Because that radiant energy is making sight possible so that all of a sudden now you're seeing things different. So then it says now you've got to walk circumspectly. Be aware of what's going on. Don't take it lightly, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what God's showing you. Amen. Be aware of the moments. Be aware of your time. Be aware of the opportunities that are before you, praise God. Don't uh, be casual about all these things. Amen. The word even talks about, you know, in Amos, it says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Amen. And what that's talking about is, is you got so much going on, and yet because you're at ease, because you're at this casual apathy type moment, in your life you're you're missing things that are going on around you you're missing some leadings of god you're missing some opportunities that god has placed before you i have found that you know Uh, you know over the years you hear a lot of folks that might make comments about you know where's the signs and wonders and the miracles of God you know where you know kind of like what they said in the old covenant right you know where is the God of Elijah you know where is the you know the God of of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob you know this kind of stuff you know you know where is the you know the God that parted the sea and uh, you know the God that did all the signs and wonders uh, in Egypt you know and all this kind of stuff and you hear those kind of things and really in all honesty God. God's never changed. What's happened is we get casual. We get, um, you know, in a sense, uh, you know, a lack of concern toward things, a casualness about stuff, a lack of interest toward things, and we just kind of plug along in life, and we miss some things. We miss opportunities. We miss things that God's trying to do in our lives or in the lives of our, our families, our loved ones, our church. Okay, we miss sometimes opportunities of signs and wonders and miracles that maybe could happen. But instead, we're we're so casual, we're so at ease sometimes that we miss it. So when he's talking about walking circumspectly, that's what he's talking about. Don't be caught up in that. Rise up and be aware of what's you know. Be attentive to what God's trying to do here. Amen. Don't don't just kind of you know get this half kind of walk, you know, where you're just kind of barely moving forward, just kind of, you know, maybe on autopilot, you know, kind of thing where you're just kind of living life, doing the same old, same old. And pretty soon you're missing all kinds of cues that God's trying to give you. And we don't want to be guilty of that. He goes on then to talk here in verse 17. Then he says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now you hang on to that because I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, well nobody knows the will of God." Yes, we do. We can know. But if we are in some casual mode, we're probably going to miss some things, okay? And so he says, "Be be not unwise." So what does that mean? Okay? We're defining some things here. The word unwise means in a sense mindless, okay? Now hang on. It even uses words like stupid or foolish, okay? But now hear me, okay? But it means uh, egotistic, okay? It means, it actually says specially egotistic, which means self absorbed. Now hang on, okay? It also means rash in the sense of something being reckless or careless, okay? So what he's talking about here. Okay, obviously, you know, to not be to be unwise. One of those words is, you know, you're you're kind of being mindless. You're kind of, you know, being ignorant, and uh, even the word stupid fits in here. But he's more about in this in this particular uh, reference here in uh, Ephesians five is talking more about being egotistic. Okay, especially egotistic in the sense of being self absorbed. Now you might hear that and think, "Man, what are you saying, man? You're kind of, you know, beating us over the head with some of this." You know, no, no. What we're trying to say is, see, being self-absorbed doesn't mean that you're necessarily being wicked or mean. Being self-absorbed sometimes just means that you're just all about your own life. You're just kind of living. You're being, in a sense, rash or careless. Okay, what was that other word? It meant um, reckless is another word there. So you're just kind of living life and not taking. You're not giving heed. To anything that maybe God's trying to do or say. So you're more self-absorbed instead of being spirit-absorbed or God-absorbed, you're self-absorbed, okay? I hope that made sense. And this is what he's trying to bring out in this text. So what happens then is you miss moments of time, okay? You miss opportunities that are before you. Because you're so self-absorbed. You're just, it's all about your life. You get up, you do this, you do that, you do this. You ever, like every day, you take the same road every day. You shower the same way. You wash your face the same way every day. You brush your teeth the same way every day. And, and and I'm not coming against, you know, hygiene, but I'm just saying, okay, it's all about, you know, the fact that you just kind of get up and because it's all about, you know, it's just your life. It's how you are. You get self-absorbed pretty soon. You're missing all kinds of opportunities and moments, kairos moments, that slip by that you miss. And I think about how many times that maybe we've missed opportunities that could have come forth as some glorious miracle or breakthrough or sign or a wonder or somehow God bringing provision in a supernatural way, bringing wholeness or healing uh, to an individual. I think about so many times when, when somebody... You know, we'll t- say, you know, please pray, blah blah blah, whatever. And 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 yeah, we, most of the time we're going to say okay. But but sometimes, you know, are we listening to God that God might say right now, you lay your hands on him and pray for him. Sometimes we're so self-absorbed, we just yeah, we just kind of move on. Okay, 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 and we move on. Now again, I'm not saying anybody's wicked or mean or or uh, you know some kind of un ungodly person. We're just saying that sometimes we just so consumed with our own little life, our own little world, that we miss some opportunities that are before us. I hope you're hearing this, child of God. And I want to say this, okay? And then I'm going to go to uh, another reference here. But um, sometimes what happens is God isn't the Lord of our time. And this is what he's saying in this, in this reference here. Is God the Lord of your time, or are you the Lord of your time? I want you to hear this because we're called to be stewards of our time, not Lord of our time, stewards of our time, and he's Lord. If you're a steward of your time, it means you're submitted to another lordship. You're submitted to his lordship, okay? So if if you're a steward of your time, that means your time is his, and you're ready to be led, directed, guided in any way that he sees fit, lead you, guide you, show you things, speak things into you, give you clarity, give you direction. You might be amazed at how many times our lives uh, could be spared from mishap or spared from uh, the traps and the plots and the scheming of the enemy if we would just give heed, walk circumspectly. Amen. Have some diligence. Come on now. Amen. In other words, giving due attention. Amen. Amen to what God's trying to do and say instead of being self-absorbed in all about our own lives. So he says, be be not unwise, but he goes on to say, understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. The word understand here means to mentally put some things together. If you look this up in a lexicon, it talks about the running or the flowing uh, together of two, two rivers Okay, is, what it, is the, the picture that it gives. So what he's talking about, understanding something, he's talking about not just your own reasoning, but allowing God now to merge with your thinking, amen, to cause you to, to have higher thoughts, different thoughts, right thoughts. Now, hang on. It says, understand, that you may understand, here we go, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, the word will, thelema. Okay, is the Greek word, which means uh, God's desire, pleasure, His choice or purpose, His determination, talking about the proper or the right thing to do. So if we're talking about now understanding His will, we're now in a place where we're now thinking His thoughts, amen. We're now understanding what God wants us to do. So as we're talking about understanding His will and not being unwise, but understanding the will of the Lord. He's talking about you're not self-absorbed. Instead, you're ready, Johnny, on the spot for when God says, this is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to say. This is what I need you to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, which direction I need you to go. We can go on and on and on. Now, that's going to come up again here in a minute, okay? But I want to go to another reference concerning this thing about redeeming the time. And we're going to go to James chapter 4, please. James chapter 4. Hope you're hearing this, child of God. James chapter four, because I made a statement about the fact that we're called to be stewards of our time and not Lord of our time. Let him be Lord and we be a steward who submitted to his lordship. And you'll find that things work better. Amen. Hallelujah. So James four, we're going to go to like verse 13. And it says this, come now, you who say today. Or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Well, that sounds right. Sounds good, right? Right. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. And you really don't. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Okay, he's saying your life is but a vapor. Okay, so he's just saying, okay, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Okay, you uh, you may you know, you don't you have no clue of of what's all going down. Okay, and it goes on verse 15. Instead, you ought to say instead of saying, I'm going to go here, going to go there, going to spend, going to buy, going to sell, going to make a profit. He said instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. And there's that same word, okay, that uh, word, it means his determination or purpose, right, that, the proper and right thing to do. In other words, what he's saying here is I'm submitting my time to God, okay? What would God have me to do today? Now, you know, when you read back there in verse 13 and 14, you think about what this gentleman's thinking, you know, I'm going to go to this city, I'm going to buy, I'm going to sell. There, really, in all honesty, there's probably nothing really even wrong or wicked about that, okay, in, in, in most cases. I mean, maybe there might be some, obviously, but in most cases, probably not. The point we're trying to make is it's, it's, it's an individual. It's trying to bring out this as an individual who's being self-absorbed right now, okay? They're being a little bit unwise, okay? They're not leaning into God here and, and understanding what God would have them to do right now. And then it goes on here, okay, in verse 16. It says, but now you boast in your arrogance, and that literally means self-confidence, Okay? Saying kind of the same thing. You're now boasting in your own arrogance or self-confidence. But he says all such boasting is is really evil. It's hurtful, okay? It's going to produce an ill effect is what it means, okay? Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now, I thought, you know, it was interesting. I wanted to read that verse 2, verse 17, because, you know, many times I use that reference because it defines what sin is, to know to do good, not to do it. That's sin, okay? But this is in context of what he's talking about. So in context, he's even saying, you know, you probably, this individual probably has a little bit of an awareness that maybe God's telling him to do something different and he's choosing not to. I'm going to go this direction instead because this is what I want to do or this is what I feel I, I, you know, I, I want to see happen in my life or whatever. And so what happens is he says you, you have no idea what your tomorrows hold. And here you are, God's trying to lead you, guide you and direct you. And you're out here being self-absorbed, doing your own thing. And now you're even boasting about your self-arrogance you know about the fact that you know I'm I've done this and I've done that and this has happened that's happened he says listen that's that's dangerous okay you're going to have a, you're going to open the door for something you don't want to the point of trying to make is your time is not your own you're not the lord of your time you're a steward of the time that god has given you and really in all honesty god has given you time on loan okay now but if we will follow him You redeem your time. There's now all of a sudden things begin to shift and happen, amen, where now every opportunity before you, you're making the most of. You'll find you'll be more profitable if you let God lead you. You'll find that you'll see more success if you let God lead you. You'll find that you'll see more rewards. You'll see more benefit. You'll see more things uh, manifest, signs, wonders, miracles even, great breakthroughs that'll happen if you'll let God lead you he says, when you're self-absorbed, what happens? You just kind of live your life, and you end up in the same boat everybody else does. And you may have moments of success and moments of victory, and that's great. But the p- problem is, if you're just being self-absorbed, and you're just doing your own thing, it's inevitable. You're just kind of a, you know, you're rolling the dice kind of thing and hoping that you hit it today. And some days you just don't. But you're not called to live that way, child of God. This isn't some game at some casino that you're playing here. Okay, this is your life, okay? And many times people miss out on opportunities and moments, those kairos moments in their life that, mess, that literally shifts and changes their whole life forever, and many times for the worst, most of the time for the worst. And he's trying to say if you will live and walk uh, circumspectly, he says you're walking with some awareness, some heedness, some diligence uh, to give due attention amen, to what God's trying to do here, what God wants to do and say and speak into your life, how God wants to lead you and direct you. And if you become a steward of your time and let God do that, in other words, you're not going to be unwise, but you're going to understand what the will of the Lord is. I guarantee you, praise God, things will work out better for you. All right, now with all that said, let's shift to another one, okay? We're going to go back to the book of Colossians, okay? Back to Colossians, chapter 1 this time. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Colossians one. Let's see here, verse nine. Now, this is a prayer that Paul prayed. Okay, for the church at Colossae. We got a few of those throughout the Scripture, um, you know, that are just I don't know they're powerful. I like I like Paul's prayers for uh, the churches. And verse nine says, "For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you." And to ask, here we go, that you, may, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? That you may walk, here we go, worthy, worthy walk worthy of the Lord. That's the next one. Amen. Not only walk circumspectly, but we're going to walk worthy or in a matter, manner worthily for the Lord. Amen. Okay. Walk worthy of the Lord. And it goes on, fully pleasing him, in other words, satisfying his heart, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with almighty It goes on and on, okay? The bottom line, these are all the fruit of somebody that's going to walk worthy of the Lord, okay? Walk worthy of the Lord. The word worthy, again, means to be something appropriately, properly, accordingly, befittingly, complimentary, okay, but it means in a godly sort or after a godly sort or after a goodly sort, okay. In other words, again, being led by God, amen, in your actions, being led by God in your dealings and doings, praise God, kind of saying a similar thing, but this time it's kind of talking about in a sense uh, that this is what brings, in a sense, it's it's an appropriate thing or proper or accordingly, all right, so worthy of. Of the Lord. Amen. But again, if you look at this, you notice you got to kind of back up again in verse 9 and you see this, okay? He says, that you may be filled, the tail end of that verse, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. So obviously, it's saying the kind of the same thing that we're talking about. Amen. What we see in there in Ephesians, okay? The same type deal. That if we're going to walk in a worthy fashion, if we're going to walk circumspectly, amen, means that we're going to have to somehow or another stay connected to the will of God, stay connected to his leadings, stay connected, amen, to his purpose, stay connected to what he's trying to do, amen, where we have submitted our time and our energies, hallelujah, our day unto God, amen. We're saying, Lord, lead me. Lord, direct me. I choose your will over my will. How did it work for Jesus? Because he said, not my will, but your will be done. Not my, not my plan, not my purpose, not, not what I deem as what I should do. In other words, I'm not going to be self-absorbed. What I'm going to do is be God-absorbed. Amen. I'm going to let God guide me and direct me. Not my will, but your will be done. Praise God. So let's define a little bit of this in verse 9. He says that you may be filled... With the knowledge of his will. Filled. Okay, that word filled uh, means to be, uh, to make complete or to, or replete. Okay, which refers to something ongoing. To fill to the overflow. Amen. And it means also a generous supply. Kind of a neat uh, definition there. All right, to make complete or replete, to fill to overflow a generous supply. So he's saying that you actually can be filled with the knowledge of his will. You know, a lot of people that will say, well, you know, nobody knows the will of God. I said, well, we read that back in Ephesians 5, verse 17, that not to be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We also see in Colossians 4 and verse 12, amen, he talks about laboring fervently in prayer, amen, not, or pardon me, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God, which is telling you again, okay, another reference telling you, you can know the will of God. Okay, another reference maybe we could probably throw into this mix would be like uh, Romans 12 and two: be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that you may prove or discern what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. So obviously saying that you can know the will of God and we got all other kinds of references we can go through that bring out, amen, showing you that we can know the will of God, amen. But most of the time what happens is we don't know the will of God because we are more self-absorbed, okay? We're more about our own lives. We don't take heed to anything that's going on. We're not giving attention uh, to what God's trying to do or say. We're so wrapped up in our own lives that we miss those moments. So we're not walking circumspectly, or we're not walking worthily, amen, of the Lord, worthy of the Lord, or in a manner, worthily, amen, for the Lord is what it means, all right? So anyway, praise God. So again, uh, being filled with the knowledge, and that literally just means recognition of or full discernment of, I thought this was interesting. The lexicon brings out in this reference uh, a precise or correct knowledge of something, Okay, so that you might be filled with a precise and correct knowledge of His will is what it says. Okay, I thought that was interesting. The word will again is the same word that we read, amen, in Ephesians. Okay, a desire, pleasure, choice, purpose, determination, the proper or the right thing to do. So He says here that you can be filled with the precise and correct knowledge of His purpose, His determination, the right thing to do at any given moment. Amen. So if we will do that, amen, we, set, we position ourselves to walk worthily, that you may walk worthily. But then it says something else in verse 9. It says, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding is what it adds here in Colossians' uh, reference. All right, in wisdom and spiritual understanding. The word wisdom, okay, means the ability to live life skillfully, the ability to live life skillfully. It refers to apply knowledge and information and data rightly. So somebody's walking in wisdom. They're taking all the information, all the data, okay, all the knowledge, okay, everything that's been fed to them, and they're now applying it right, okay? So then now, see, they are living life skillfully, So this wisdom, the God kind of wisdom, now obviously there's a worldly wisdom, the Scripture says, but we're talking about the God kind of wisdom. Okay, so he's talking about God now instructing you, feeding you that, what's that word again? Precise and correct knowledge, that you might be filled with that precise and correct knowledge of his will, amen, in all wisdom, so that now you can apply this rightly, you can conduct life and live life like you're supposed to. That word wisdom also means a combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. Now, you think about everything we've been talking about here. That you may walk worthy now, okay? So you find out now you're walking in wisdom, the wisdom because you had the right information being fed to you, which now you're taking and you're applying it right. Now, that discernment, that judgment, that tact, that timing, all now is flowing. Now, you start thinking about how many breakthroughs you can see, how much you can redeem your time when all of that's flowing right. Now, again, we're talking about a walk in Him. We're talking about now being rooted and built up and established in the faith. These are all things that that plug into this that make sure that you are grounded, make sure that you've got a root system, make sure you're stable, make sure you're being built up right, everything's being done right. Amen. Not something that's going to be knocked over when the wind blows later. You're going to be established in the faith, confident and sure of who you are in Christ. The enemy ain't going to be able to knock you off that. And these are all things. And you think about everything that God's trying to speak into us every day. But if we're going to be self-absorbed, we miss those things. So he says that with wisdom and, he says then, spiritual understanding. I'm still on that reference here in Colossians 1. So this word spiritual understanding is a word that means, this word spiritual anyway means non-carnal. You words, know, something that's non-carnal, but spiritual, right? Ethereal is, is one of the words, so you've got to kind of look that up, or at least I did. I didn't know really what that word meant, but it means a spiritual uh, uh, perception, or being spiritually perceptible, amen, heavenly or celestial aware. So again, kind of saying that same thing we talked about earlier, amen, there's, you're given due attention to now spiritual things. You're not self-absorbed, but now you're more God-absorbed, spirit-absorbed. You're now in tune. You got your antenna up, so to speak. You're locked on, amen, hallelujah. Now you're picking up uh, things by the Spirit. So you're talking about spiritual understanding, which is that word means, again, to mentally put together. Amen. The same thing we read earlier. It means the running or flowing together as of two rivers. Amen. That's what the lexicon brings out. But again, it's talking about now that what you're going to have now is the wisdom, Okay, how to, how to live it right, how to do it right, how to have good discernment, good timing. Amen. All that kind of stuff. How to successfully deal with just the practical affairs of daily life. Amen. But you're also going to have that spiritual understanding of what's going on. Now, you think about how many times that could help you in the course of a day. I mean, a lot of times people have an understanding of what's happening out there and certain things, but what if all of a sudden the Spirit of God gets involved and starts giving you some clarity, starts giving you a little bit more insight, starts showing you a little bit now and about the timing. I mean, you might know how to, how to invest, but the Spirit of God knows the timing. You might know how to, uh, you know, to do certain things that bring... Increase in an area of your life, but the Spirit of God knows discernment. He knows who to connect with, who not to. He knows the timings. He knows tact. He knows how to do this thing right. Now, you think about everything that God's trying to bring out in the area of of keeping us rooted, amen, built up and established in the faith. Amen. Our walk in Him, praise God. And again, today, talking about walking circumspectly and walking worthy. Of the Lord. Praise God. I hope you got something today, child of God. Amen. There's just so much uh, to bring out about this, but today I kind of enjoy this because to me it's what it's all about. Um, You know, it's just really about hearing God and moving forward. Amen. Doing and being led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory. Thank you so much for a people of God that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Thank you again for opening the eyes of our understanding. For that, we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash wovictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.